Test, test. Hey, we have sound. Hey. Hey. It's a me. Sound. <laughs> so much judgment coming your way. So much fucking judgment. Oh, God, I'm already redlining it. Fuck, we haven't even... Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Adaptation Sickness. It's been a while. We have to leave that in now. Wait, we already started? <laughs> we are now. Well, apparently when I hit the record button, it's just like, yeah, let's go for it. What the fuck are you doing, phone? Hashtag phone stuff. Hashtag phone stuff. Welcome to Adaptation Sickness, everybody. Yeah, yeah. We gotta turn that the fuck down. That's better. You should add a marker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it'll make a difference at this point, but I can negatively edit the game later. But yeah, we're back. I've been sick for over 30 days. That's why we really haven't recorded. But they don't know that. Cough, cough, sniff, sniff. Also, it's definitely New Year's right now. (laughs) Happy New Year's, everyone. And we watched a zombie movie without him getting sick again. Well, he got sick after the last zombie movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I what really did. did. No, actually, no. <laughs> I got sick after the race car movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It was Gran Turismo, the last yeah, one we saw. Classic. It, right? We, we got punished for watching a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking apparently. Um, yeah. Okay, this time we watched Resident Evil Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And I'm Ben. <laughs> I'm yeah. Kyle. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> well, fuck yourself, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Okay. I'm disappointed. I'm Mila Jovovich. <laughs> or however you say her name. Mila Djokovich? Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, typically. Resident Evil Apocalypse came out in... Mila Djokovich. You fucked that up <laughs> even more. That was intentional. Hey, baby, how about... Um, yeah, so this Resident Evil Apocalypse was loosely based off of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Mm. Very loosely. Actually, this one was the most accurate in, like, total. Yeah, there so were what, a few moments. What happens we... in Resident Evil 3 is you play Joe Valentine, and you find out that, holy shit, something's hunting down the stars members. It's Nemesis! A mutant. Was Joe created... in one of the previous games? Yes, Joe was in Resident Evil 1. Okay. Yes, but we wouldn't know that because yeah. the first Resident Evil movie had nothing to do with Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Or 2. But the this movie kind of treats her like you already know who she is. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing, especially for Joe Valentine. They're kind of like, hey, guess who we have? Yeah. Jill Valentine, you know who she is. Look at her suiting up. She's putting on her blue tank top and her knee-high boots. Yeah. The one character they actually adapted from the games... They don't bother to characterize at all because they expect that you'll know who she is. It's Jill. Jill really didn't develop a character right away until in between Resident Evil 5, actually. Mm, fair. So she was kind of like that in the games? Um, she had a little bit more backstory. Yeah. She was always trying to help out people but was very shocked when Wesker betrayed them. And in Resident Evil 3, she was more or less of, oh shit, there's Nemesis trying to blow me up. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. She was also a master of lockpicking. Yes, she was. And she almost became a jail sandwich. I don't know if that was sexual or violent. <laughs> yeah. Good Have evil. you guys never seen that scene? No. First Resident Evil, she goes into a room where the ceiling collapses oh. with spikes. And Classic. Barry pulls her out and says, 
That was close. You almost became a Jill sandwich. <laughs> that was very good voice acting Why for Resident Evil 1. In the movie? It was, yes. I, I wish that it would have been a Jill sandwich, um, but it wasn't, unfortunately. Uh, but one of the biggest things is Resident Evil 3, Nemesis. She meets Carlos, uh, has to escape. She becomes infected by Nemesis. Nemesis then tries to murder her. She escapes on a helicopter after blowing up Nemesis. Uh, in the remake, she used Railgun. Uh, she, I looked it up. Oh, she wow. did in the original as well. Oh, did she? Yeah. It was After... not as big of a Railgun, though. Yeah. This one was a huge Railgun. Not as many It was polygons. still pretty big. Was it? Yeah. Jill should not have been able to fire that. It was pretty big. <laughs> I don't think I could lift that. Uh, defeats Nemesis with a real gun. Yeah, but the entire point of uh, Resident Evil, Evil 3 Nemesis... Evil. No, no, Evil. we're calling it Resident Evil now. Mm. Resident Evil Red 3 Red Nemesis Evil. is you're getting chased the entire time by an unstoppable killing machine created by the G-Virus. Was and... it G-Virus? Yeah, he's G-Virus. Okay. Not in the movie. No, in the movie he's G... Nah, he might no. be Not that they've explained yet. No, they didn't. They haven't really they explained didn't say which what virus. It, they just said it was a virus. It's yeah. the Nemesis Project. Uh, he was essentially infected and was an unstoppable killing machine to go kill all the Stars members, leaving mm. the only one left is Jill. And by the way, Stars does not have a lot of people. There was no. Alpha Team. There was Bravo Team. Bravo Team got wiped out except for Rebecca. Alpha Team got wiped out except for Barry, Chris, and Jill. And Wesker. And Wesker. And. Brad Chicken Heart Vickers. Correct. Uh, we didn't see Brad in this movie, though. No. We did see him in the game. You saw him get eaten both times in the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did in the remake, does he get ripped apart or does he get turned? He gets turned. Ah, I know in the second one he for sure. And then the ripped apart. In the original Nemesis, he does get turned. But my big thing is that they skipped over Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Resident Evil skipped 2 takes place a day after the start of Resident Evil 3, though. And finishes a day before... The end of Resident Evil 3. Oh, yeah, it's non-linear, right? Well, technically, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis takes place over, what is it, two or three days? Three days. Jill three passes days. out for two days when she's infected, and mm -hmm. Carlos, Carlos, who works for Umbrella as a mercenary, mm -hmm. it goes off on a two-day adventure and goes to get Jill a cure. Yep. And then it comes back to three. So where the effects of Resident Evil 2 take place is to... Day two. Correct. Yeah. When everything's already gone to shit, RPD has been taken over, all that stuff. Uh, and then, actually, both coincide with an escape at the same time. I guess they do. Because when three happens, they escape the nuke. Yeah. And when two happens, they're in the train underneath the tunnel, barely escaping. But the nuke hasn't gone off yet. They don't even mention that there's a nuke coming for the city in Resident Evil 2. True. So that was they probably the nest. They just explode a train with a G-virus. No, I think there was a nest self-destruct. Because I remember that was activated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't even know about the nuke. It was just the nest self-destructing. Yeah. As they slowly walk off into the sunset with their new child. Yes. And that's why she looks at them and says, are you guys going to be my parents now? <laughs> no. She asked if they were boyfriend and girlfriend. True. She did. Uh, which is weird, because we actually see Ashley again in Resident Evil 6. And she's working with Wesker's son. Mm. I have not played Resident Evil 6. I am very hesitant to. We'll get there eventually. 
I guess we'll have to play it for... There are six Resident Evil movies. I was just about to say Seven if you include the prequel. Well, there's also the one that they tried to remake Resident Evil with, and it was... Yeah, that's the prequel. Dog shit. We'll get there. We'll get there. I will (laughs) skip that one. I already watched it once. It's, It's a bad movie. Eh, we'll get there. It's a bad movie, we'll get let there. alone a bad Resident Evil. What the fuck do you mean we'll get there? <laughs> we'll get there. I will lose we'll my shit before we get there. We'll get yes, there. Yes, you will. Talking about Resident Evil Apocalypse. Yeah. Jesus fucking Murphy. Starts off with a nice little recap of Resident Evil 1 for everyone who didn't watch that one. And... Yeah, first thing I put is, why am I here? I mean, how could you have missed it? You gotta see Mila Jovovich spin kick a dog. Why wouldn't you watch Resident Evil 1? (laughs) Now go watch the first Resident Evil movie because you'll be able to skip the first 15 seconds of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because that works out. Great investment advice. It makes no difference. The first one was dog shit. This one was at least kind of accurate. Yeah, but did that really make it a better movie? No, it really fucking didn't. It didn't help it. Uh, She was head of security. I didn't know that. Jill? She was head of security at that entrance of the hive. Only at the entrance? Yes. That's so fucking stupid. It's saying, Kyle, you are head doorman of that door right there. <laughs> Sick. Only that door, though. Chill Do not job let the dog ever. in. Do not <laughs> let the dog in. That's your fucking job. Um, are you talking about Jill or Alice? Alice. Oh, okay. That was her job pre-amnesia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her and her fake husband. Yeah. They were meant to watch the... Uh, Single, in, well, in the, ma- that the one in the, the mansion? Hive. Yes. Okay. And they were too busy fucking. So they just lived in the mansion and that was their job? Yeah. Pretty much. The do- wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great job. Wow. Right? Umbrella reopens the hive. They send yeah. some people in yeah. and they get Zerg rushed immediately, yeah. unleashing the virus on the city. Okay, but my biggest thing is they would know that their lab went under, though. No, they did not. Well, they knew the lab went under. They knew that the team that came out, there were two of them who would both, half of them had been infected, but that's all they knew. But, I mean, from that, if the person's infected, they could probably surmise and go, oh shit, there's zombies down there, bitches. (laughs) They could, in theory, extrapolate that. Quite fucking easily, because even the games, Umbrella's not stupid. I know, I mean, they are the biggest corporation in the world. They're not Amazon in the fucking (laughs) games. Um, GE. And they own all of Raccoon City, it turns out. One of my favorite things is Ben learned how to spell raccoon today, and I am quite proud of him for that. I did not know there were two C's in raccoon. There are two C's in raccoon. Write it out, right now. Just write it out. (laughs) Tell me it doesn't look wrong. Raccoon. 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 No, you say it, but you pronounce it like bacon. What? Racket. Racket. <laughs> if you Beer if you can. only have one C, you get to pronounce it like one C and one O, and you pronounce it like bacon. Yes, Racken City. Uh, yeah, Racken City. Jesus. <laughs> Resident Evil and Racken City. <laughs> yep. Anyways, Umbrella opens up the hive, releases Zer- Zerg Rush of zombies, which causes Umbrella to go. They rescue. don't really. Zerg Rush is a generous. <laughs> Did you see their alien ripoff motion sensor T virus sensor thing? <laughs> they did. It was all like beep 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 yeah. as everything just rushes towards them. Yeah, they're so goofy though. It was. It was a hundred percent goofy. Zerg Rush. Uh, should they should have used lights. Then they started extracting civilians, and they extracted high-ranking scientists, including. 
Ashford. Charles Ashford. Which, okay, in the games, Ashford is in competition to Spencer. While Spencer made the T-Virus, Ashford made the T-Veronica virus. Yes. Yeah, a spinoff that still had, like, canon to the main games, though. Yeah, the spinoff virus. So it was, essentially, he created that first, injected himself with it, injected his daughters with it. Daughters gained psychic superpowers. One daughter, one son. One daughter, one son. The twins, yes. Didn't the son die? Didn't make it? I don't think so, because both of them are definitely in Code Veronica. True, but I mean, the daughter was the one who received the power from the... She did get the uh, Queen Ant power, yes. Anyways, but the biggest thing is Ashford was in Antarctica doing the Veronica project. Yeah, far away from I'm pretty there. sure far he was dead. There. I'm not sure on the timeline, but I think Charles Ashford was dead and his two kids were just running it. Yes. He already was dead at this point, or was he turned? Because remember, they were keeping no, him locked up in the basement. No, he was Nosferatu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were keeping him locked in the the basement. basement. Yeah, that was actually Ashford. Oh, gross. Yeah. So, in actuality, Ashford was locked in the basement. Um, But this, they didn't discover him until after Resident Evil 2 and 3. Correct. Uh, In between then and Resident Evil 4. So, he's technically, Ashford's not supposed to be there at all. No, he's very much supposed to be under a military base in Antarctica. Yeah. However, I did appreciate they did do some callbacks to cutscenes from previous Resident Evil games. Ooh. The first one they throw in is in the game in Resident Evil Two, mm-hmm. as part of the opening cutscene. Jill uh, or um, oh Claire, yeah, Claire meets Leon. Yeah, they get in the police cruiser. They start driving into yeah. town. They hit a zombie, causes the car to crash, and then a semi-truck just comes and destroys their car separating them. Absolutely. That was nice to see that they added that, um, but it was for Ashford's daughter. Correct. Mm-hmm. While they are cleaning up the uh, high-ranking officials, mm-hmm. scientists, and Ashford's daughter, they just replay that scene beat, I would say for beat, but it was just in... In heart. Yeah. And I loved it. And see, one thing is, I'm, I am, do appreciate that they went full RE3 Jill. Tube top and all. <laughs> yeah, she was wearing her original RE... She was tube. wearing the original RE3 one. Yes. Original RE3 tube top, knee-high yeah. boots. Yeah. I know in the remake they changed that, because, well, it makes sense. <laughs> Why does she need a bulletproof vest against zombies? They don't use bullets. <laughs> I mean, in the remake, she didn't use one, but yes. Well, there's one that uses a missile launcher. Yeah, but um, in in one of the biggest points is that Jill was almost too late in the game to the RPD when she got there. Um, it wasn't just zombies are starting to turn people. It was, yeah, no, no, we have them under lockdown. There are multiple people who have turned, they're locked down in some cells. You actually see Marvin before... Um, he Marvin was the security guard, right? The police officer. He's the one in the center oh, lobby. Yeah. He's the one in the center lobby that got bit, and then eventually turns. Yes, he's the last one that Leon and Claire come across alive. Um, <laughs> you the actually... last one that Leon comes across alive. Yeah. Um, but you essentially go for him, and he's fully there. He hasn't been bit yet. There are more police officers. However, they're starting to lose RPD. I believe in the original he gets bit by Barry? 
Does Barry or Brad? Brad. He gets bit by... He does. He gets bit by Brad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because he didn't know that Brad was a zombie yet. Oh, he did. Did he? Yeah, he was just too uh, Mm. emotional to shoot Brad. Actually, in the remake, they do show Marvin getting bit again, though. Okay. Um, He was pretty much in a shoot-off against zombies. And then Jill brings him in and then realizes, oh, shit, things have gone bad in RPD. Things have gone Brad in RPD. Ayo! <laughs> and in the movie, things have already gone Brad in RPD. They have. As um, they're police officers struggling to yeah. restrain all the infected in the people. In the games, I do want to say is that the RPD was their last safe haven. Yes. It is literally the last place that they took survivors. Somebody was bit, caused panic, blah, 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 blah. You know what usually happens. Um, they never let people out in the games. Like, they never let criminals out or people like that. In the games, it, in the games, the city was eventually locked down by the CDC. Yep. However, in the games, Leon and Claire were just able to drive into town unimpeded. Leon was able to because he was a police officer. Claire took a motorcycle down the highway into town. She did, yes. Uh, I think it was at that point, because that was day two, right? Yes. That was before the government fully caught wind on what was happening. This was day two. And stop talking about the video games. We're talking about the movie. (laughs) Yes, my In this one, Mila Jovovich Um, gets to drive the the motorcycle. So, fuck Carlos and his goddamn helicopter drop, where he's firing his two pistols at the wrong angle. Wrong (laughs) angle, mind you, because he's firing them forward. Well, he's dropping out oh, of a really? helicopter. I didn't yes. notice that. That's um, to kill the zombies and looks at the woman and he's like, don't do it. She's like, I'm not turning to a zombie. Peace. And fucking jumps off the building. Yep. She took her life in her own hands and then probably turned into a zombie after she was on the floor. On the floor, 10 floors below. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, one of my biggest things is Umbrella does not help survivors at all. No, they don't. In the movie, Umbrella locks down the city. They put up a massive 20 foot barricade around the entire city within a day or something. Two seconds, basically. And if they're trying to be subtle about it, they have their logo all over the barricades. (laughs) As the barricade doors are eventually closing when the infection reaches the barricades, you could see giant umbrella logo just on the closing door. Yep, that tells you everything. Uh, But for the man who was turning, why the fuck did the security officers not shoot him? Yeah, like immediately. Let's be honest. If those were real umbrella officers, they would have shot without question. If this were the last of us... They all would have started shooting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing one zombie. Yeah. Yeah. So one guy in a crowd starts turning, bites one of our pseudo protagonists. I think his name was Peyton or something like that. Yeah, that they didn't tell us till they analyzed him on the RPD (laughs) shit. I'd hardly call him a pseudo protagonist. There's a whole gaggle of just useless characters who do nothing but get killed for no reason except for just to go through the motions of there being zombies in the movie. Uh They need enough people to set up each action scene and have one person exactly die. And then they start gunning down the survivors. And one of my biggest points is, how is the government not here or heard of this yet? Because in both of the games, Jill's watching TV 
and they're having live broadcasts mm. of the whole city going to shit. Well, she was wa- in the movie. She was watching it right, right at the beginning, wasn't she? Yes, but my biggest thing is, how is the government not caught wind of this? Right. Yeah, you would think the government would have something, and in the games it makes more sense because it's the CDC that locks down the entire city mm. because there's an unknown virus. Yeah, and then eventually they say Raccoon City's gone, nuke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they send two ballistic nukes in there to just wipe out everything. The one good use for a nuke. Yeah. Wiping out a city of zombies. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and then Umbrella easily could kidnap Ashford. When they're like, come to our helicopter, Dr. Ashford. He's like, no. My daughter didn't escape yet. Get my daughter out of there. Then I'll leave in your helicopter and be safe. He's in a wheelchair. They could easily just go... Yeah, no, you're coming with us. Not to be ableist, but a soldier could easily just pick up somebody in a wheelchair and put them in a helicopter. Well, one of the biggest things is Umbrella would do that. Umbrella oh, would 100% down. do that because he, well, he is also a important scientist. He's an asset. He is an well, asset. He's an they asset. They to want to keep him happy. And a liability. Yeah. Now he becomes a liability later. He does. But, yeah. I mean, it, it could be a double-edged sword because he knows exactly what Umbrella's doing. Yeah. So... But he's they, also complicit. But, so. I mean, they could easily fucking take him, though. Yeah, they could easily kidnap him. And Umbrella is not above kidnapping people. No. They don't ask for consent. No, they do not. <laughs> this is fucking Umbrella we're talking I mean, about. Yeah, they just tested their um, bioweapons. One of my city. biggest things is, where is Birkin? Who's he supposed to be? Birkin was the main antagonist of specifically Claire in Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whereas the main antagonist of specifically Leon in Resident Mr. Evil 2 X. was Mr. X. Right. Mr. Uh, X had a hat. Birkin had an eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the biggest thing about that was Birkin was the cause of the infection spreading to the town. Oh, okay. Because he injected himself with the G-Virus... Umbrella went to recover the G-Virus, T-Virus. They're the, when they shot him, they gunned him down. Mm. He injected himself, and then he attacked the team, causing the T-Virus to spill on rats, infesting everything in the sewers. That's how it happened in the Second games. Game. And in the movie, they just open up the hive and Zerg rush. Well, my question is, how the hell did they get up the nest? They walked up the train tunnel. That's a hell of a long train tunnel. That'd take yeah. more than a couple days. Yeah, that's why they a... were so slow getting the... Yeah, uh, yeah but they couldn't get out of the shut doors of the mansion, though. It was a different entrance to the hive. Mm-hmm. This entrance was under suburbia. Yeah. Ah, true. Was it different? I can't tell which entrance it was. Um. Anyways, uh, there's no Kent work weapon shop, and that makes me really sad. Or Kendo. Kendo is what it was. Yeah, she's a steel The Kendo shit. weapon shop. No, no, the Kendo weapon shop. Whose gun did he make? I know he was in Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. Yes. And I know he interacted with Claire, and I know he interacted with um, Jill. He made somebody's favorite weapon. Wasn't I'm, there a cool shot? I'm going to say it was probably Jill then. What's up? Wasn't there a cool gun shop? Yeah, there before? was. There was the merchant. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, stranger. Yeah, yeah. It's Gunshot Kendo. Who's he made somebody's gun specifically? Uh, he's a good friend of Barry. Well, I got bad news for Kendo. Right. Anyways, while Tristan looks this up, uh, Alice goes into a gun shop, not Kendo's gun shop, 
and she just arms herself to the nines, grabs everything she can, and it is odd that in a zombie apocalypse that this shop has not already been raided. I thought that too, yeah. Yeah, you think... I was like, what? That would be the first thing that would go. Is a gun store? You'd ah. think in Rackin' City, America, yeah. gun store would be number one. Big time. And then bottled water, number two. Toilet paper, number three. He made the Samurai Edge, which is Wesker's handgun. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he made Hunk's semi-automatic rifle. No, but he did... Uh, he did... Build Barry's weapons. So Barry's Magnum was probably by him. Probably, but Barry didn't get to use it much. Yeah. While Alice is suiting up in a gun shop, not Kendo's gun shop, uh, Jill and crew, which include Jill, a reporter whose name I don't know that we ever actually got, Peyton. This movies are shit at giving names. They oh, don't so need bad. to give names. You know what? Yeah, who's who by uh, who's wearing a tube top and knee high boots? Yeah, they're worthless characters. Cannon anyway. fodder one, two, three, and four. Yeah, uh, that group takes re refuge in a church. Meets another survivor. Kind of looks like a discount uh, Alan Tudyk, and they decide to bunker down there for a bit. But that's when three liquors appear in the church. And they start crawling around on the walls and on the ceilings. And they get discount Alan Tudyk while Jill's out of the room dealing with a priest feeding dead people to a dead person. And then Alice joins them. <laughs> <laughs> Very spectacularly. Via best, motorcycle the through so stained glass window. <laughs> The church is still accurate, but my biggest thing, it, it's like, a Alice took Jill's role of infection. Oh, big time. Yeah, but that comes, well. Yeah. And then, like, why? Technically, she's been infected the whole time. And then, like, why even put Jill in it also? Because the Resident Evil fans were probably so fucking pissed yeah, off at exactly. the first one that they had no characters that they're like, okay, we'll add a character yeah. now and make her completely useless. Yeah, Jill was pretty useless. Yeah, and they don't establish, okay. like, who she is at all. Liquors are blind. They have no fucking infrared vision. They are fucking blind. It's just a visualization for the movie. I it's a, don't give a it's shit. A very bad visual. They respond by sound. You it's can so actually silly. sneak by the liquors if you don't fire them, run into them, or run. You can just walk around them. You know who else you could walk by if mm. you if he doesn't hear you? Mm. V from V for Vendetta. But he's got that <laughs> echolocation too. Which they visualize stunningly. Never seen that movie. Do do they? I don't remember that from the comic book. <laughs> you know who else is blind? But they visualize his blindness stunningly. Daredevil. That's yeah. also a bad show. Um, First season was good. I never watched it. <laughs> but where the fuck did Alice get a motorcycle just to blurs through the fucking stained glass and takes yeah. out three liquors like that? I'm like. Mm. This is dumb. Well, and she takes out the first liquor with the motorcycle yeah. and then when it, she explodes And it. the motorcycle crashes into it and they both go flying straight up into up. the air somehow. Yep. Straight up. And then she shoots it Because physics be damned. Well, listen, I have a goal-owing theory that 
Paul Anderson was mad that he didn't get to direct The Matrix. So he decided to make Resident Evil Matrix. Yeah. No one was wearing leather in this movie. Jill was at the end. Jill was at the end. She was at the end. Yeah. Headcanon confirmed. Yeah. All right. Yep. Just wait until the next one. And then I said, what the fuck was that liquor kill? And then she traps a liquor with a, or kicks a bench at a liquor. Yeah. Which causes it to jump in the air. And then she just shotguns it in the face. Yeah. And then double taps for good measure. And And then Ghost kills the one that was buried by the cross. Oh, yeah, there was that one, too. There was that one, too, yes. Yeah, Jesus saves. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I I didn't know the guy's name, LJ, for the longest time, so I said, love the GTA pimp. <laughs> LJ was a great standing character. He was. He could do nothing. He did do nothing. He was just there to comment on the action. Yep, 100%. And his comments were actually probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, my favorite is he crashed a car due to zombie strippers with their tits hanging out. Not the movie zombie strippers, but just strippers who are also zombies. With their tits out and he crashed the car because of it. Guy got distracted. He knows what he likes. Um. He likes boobies. And then they started unleashing Nemesis. And at first I didn't know if Nemesis was in this movie. Then I saw him I was like, oh. But that. They set it up on the first one. I'm sorry, but that costume looked really bad it was so bad the whole the whole thing was terrible like the vfx at first like the practical effects at first weren't bad but the more you saw the rubber mask the worse and worse it got goro in mortal Kombat looked better than he did yeah like yeah the nemesis costume in this it was meant to be shot in the dark yeah yeah like you would in a good horror movie but um they're like we need more light on nemesis's face we're like you do not need any light on it because it is fucking horrid you could see the rubber mask just doesn't move Mm -hmm. either it was that's what the game does that's what the visual design the game does he's always like dark and scary and yeah looming and brooding i mean even then like i can actually just pull the case from up there but you can see his face but it's not that close and not mm. that up front and personal. Yeah, Nemesis gets released on the city. Yeah. Uh, Umbrella decides to give him a weapons drop, and mm-hmm. the mercs see the helicopter coming in. The mercs go running for the helicopter, being all like, Save us! We're dying! <laughs> Wimps. Umbrella goes, Yeah, fuck you, we're Umbrella. Bye! And then they go inside to look for the weapon drops and realize that a minigun and a rocket launcher have already been taken out of there. (laughs) What could this mean? Well, one of my biggest things is that there were not that many STARS members in the games. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Your remaining STARS members are Brad Vickers, Rebecca Chambers, Barry Burton, Chris Redfield, and Joe Valentine. That was out of Alpha and Bravo team. There could have been more teams, mm. but those are the only two teams that you hear of. But there weren't any more teams, though. Weren't there? No. Well, in this one, there's plenty to go around because they just kill them. In this one, they got Charlie, they got Delta, they yeah. got Elephant, they got Omega, Figaro. Phoenician. Yeah, they, they just got stars coming out the wazoo. Stars getting overrun by zombies, and then Stars getting assaulted by Nemesis, and he says the line. (laughs) 
So we have Chris Jill, Albert Wesker, Barry Burton, uh, Joseph Frost. He was in charge of weapons and vehicle maintenance. However, in the live action, he was portrayed by an unknown actor credited as Jason in the live action intro. What? Uh, Brad Vickers. Bravo team had Rebecca Chambers, Richard Eichen, who was dead. Um, he was a part of Resident Evil Zero, though. Edward Dewey, also dead. Enrico, also dead. <laughs> oh, right. They found him wounded in the tunnels in Resident Evil 1. Uh, Forrest. Forrest was very close with Chris. He's found in the Terrence of the Mashin, pecked to death by crows. Kenneth J. Sullivan, devoured by a zombie. Ah, he's the first person you see dead. Okay. That's Edward. You know the scene where you go into the room and the zombie's eating a corpse? Oh, no, not Edward. Yeah, that's Edward. Edward of stars, no. Uh, Enrico is killed by Albert Wesker or Barry, depending on who it is. Yep. That's it. That's all the stars members. Well, in this movie, they got a lot more stars they members. They got a shit ton more Whole stars members. Or at the very least, they got more stars uniforms and they just put normal police officers in their yeah. pseudo With the way they reacted? Gear. Yeah, I'd probably say that was the way that they went about it. So yeah. expendable that they sicked Nemesis Boy on them just to Kay. test him. Stars are government employees. Nemesis was sent out to fight or take out stars to test his combat capabilities. Yeah. Because yeah, the biggest thing was Stars members were the oh, elite stars squad. Oh, right. Yeah, Stars Because it was the are, special... Right. Well, we've said it last time. I forget it now. Special Tactics Rescue and, and Rescue. R. Rescue Squad. R. Rescue Squad! Was it Rescue Squad? I don't know. It's I don't RS. Know. <laughs> um, so I know like... it's Rescue something. But the biggest thing is they're... Especially because... Jill, Chris, Barry, and Rebecca all escape the mansion. So because they're supposed to be tactically above the rest, that is why they sent Nemesis in Raccoon City, where they were based out of. The only difference was Chris was gone, Barry was gone, Rebecca was gone, only one left in there was Jill, investigating Umbrella. And that one guy that was dead and being eaten by a zombie by the time Nemesis already showed up. Oh, and Brad. Brad doesn't count. Brad was a character who got infected by Nemesis. There was also Barry at the end. Barry was in there in the end? I thought Barry wasn't. Okay, and the original Barry was there at the end. Ah, remake? No, no Barry. Yeah, no Barry. Um, so... So the, the minigun is not that fucking accurate. <laughs> it what is one. You can... The fact he killed the one and then the entire row and left LJ in the middle? Yeah, no. Miniguns are not that fucking accurate. All he needs to do is use his superhuman strength to stop yeah. firing for a second and keep the barrel spinning. And that was like, don't worry, I got my custom gold pistols. Ba -ba -ba -bang. And as soon as he sees Nemesis, he drops them. Nemesis is like, pussy, and fucking walks away. Yeah, Nemesis was basically a computer program. Yeah, he's in got computer this. brain. He's Robocop. Civilian would be dead with that minigun, though, but he did say the line, though. He said the line. He went, stars. Yes. In the video game, he was more of a... He was pointed towards stars, and he just went, not caring what was in his way, who no. was in his way, where was in his way. No. In the movies, he was... Seeking out stars and only killing things that were a threat to him. And in the games, he kills zombies, he kills civilians, he kills people, he kills helicopters. <laughs> yeah, he was just basically a T-1000. Yeah, he's like, oh, 
That helicopter. There's Jill. It's in my way. Boom. Jill stars. So in the movie, he's Robocop. Yeah. And in the game, he's Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Quite the comparison. Yeah. Not a good one. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the best thing is he, he, would, he destroys everything indiscriminately. One thing I did, there was a little kind of joke with Nemesis that I did kind of appreciate where he... It showed his Oops, POV. There's a shot. There were a few shots where it showed his POV. True. And he had like, um, like ammo counters. I think like something like a health bar and stuff like that. <laughs> he and had it was a like heads up display. Yeah, he had yeah. a HUD. It was like he had a HUD in his brain. In this, he's the one playing the video game. <laughs> this is why he is so good at hunting down stars members. Yeah, because he is the video game. Yeah, now. he's the one being played by someone, so he <laughs> he gets to do all the killing and have all the agency. So then you just get Ashford is still watching everybody on the cameras because Ashford is a perv. Yeah, he is. He probably stayed on those stripper zombies for a while. <laughs> He's not watching LJ. He don't care about LJ. <laughs> He's looking for competent people. No, he is, but at the same point, there's still zombie strippers. There are still zombie strippers. Uh, yeah, Ashford's watching video cameras to see if he can find somebody to extract his daughter from the city. Yeah, so then eventually he finds a payphone, hacks into it, calls... Um, Jill's group. Which Alice. includes Alice at the time. You know, he calls Alice, and Alice I'm... is like, I'm speaking on the phone. Okay, but Jill failed to kill so many zombies in this movie, and failed to actually, like, do any physical damage, because they wanted Alice to do it. Which really infuriates me, because Jill is not incompetent. Jill killed a lot of zombies until Alice showed up. They introduced Jill... Yeah. When she does four headshots on zombies in a crowded room. And the fact that she can't... And then she does nothing else. The fact that she can't take out a liquor by herself. The fact that she gets snuck up by a single zombie, which we're coming back to later. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, Ashford calls Jill's group, which currently includes Alice, and they ignore the phone. And then he calls back. And they ignore the next phone. And then he calls back, and Alice finally picks up. He's all like, please save my daughter. I'll get you out of the city. And she's all like, nah, we're getting out of the city on our own. And he's all like, there are tactical nukes coming for you. <laughs> and she's like, shit, I'm not getting out on my own now. Let's get your daughter. <laughs> and at the same time, well, at the same time, in theory before the next scene happens, he's also calling up the Umbrella mercenaries and offering them the exact same deal. Yeah. Mm. However, it sticks with Jill's group for a while. Alice sees something moving in the mist. No one pays attention to her. Oh, and one of the Umbrella operatives is bitten and turns and bites Carlos. Oh yeah, Carlos is bitten. Carlos is bitten. Poor Carlos. Poor Carlos. He deserved better. Uh, so then they start going to the junior high school. Actually, they go through the cemetery first, which... I don't know. It's never been in the games where it reanimates corpses that are already dead. I don't think it does because the virus would have to spread through your circulatory mm. system. And it can't if you're already dead. Correct. And rotting in the ground. Yeah. Plus, how'd they get out of their coffins? Punching. There's a bunch of dirt. You can't just yeah. punch through the coffin. Kill like... Bill would uh, beg to differ. 
True, but at the same point, they don't have enough force. It's like that scene in One to Piece. To be able to do that. Where the zombie sticks his yeah. out, and Luffy just pushes yeah, him back Yeah, Luffy in. just pushes him back <laughs> down in. Sees a zombie climb out of the ground, he's like, mm, go back to sleep, and pushes yeah. the zombie back into the ground. Zombie goes, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, the graveyard scene was bullshit. It served no purpose, nothing yeah, happened. It well, it's action. also the fact of, that's never happened in an RE game. Yeah, it... It makes no sense how dead people would get infected by a virus. Yeah. It makes no sense how they would know that people were around to get out of their graves. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense as to the narrative because nothing happens there. No. And it makes no sense as to the stakes because there were none. See, but you know what was the most accurate thing in this entire movie? When they're getting hoarded by zombies, they ran. Yeah, yeah, they just... That is the most accurate thing to the video games I have ever seen thus far. Yeah. They didn't Can't fire a single shot. They kicked four zombies and they walked away. Yeah. And then... They were saving ammo. Well, that's actually very true as well. Because you need to in the games. Yeah, when you have Alice's feet, you don't need <laughs> ammunition. <laughs> so we're looking, Nemesis comes back to the hospital, is going to kill the Stars members again, and actually kills Peyton, which we didn't learn until they looked at his dossier file, and his name is Peyton. And then Joe also shouts out Peyton. Yep. Right before he dies. Right yeah, before he dies. They're crossing a bridge. Alice sees something moving in the mist. Peyton's all like, eh. Nothing's down there. I don't see it. And then he gets shot by Nemesis. Is that that's when they first see Nemesis, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And another thing I've written down is Nemi Punch. I love how in the game this is based on Nemesis is like the very beginning. Yeah. And in this movie, it takes like halfway through for them well, to actually. He was still on pretty early. Yeah, on. he was pretty early on in Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Yeah. In the original one, yeah. it was. You go through jail, you walk a little bit through town, RPD, open up a door mm. in RPD, he's right there. Right. Yeah. So you fight him within the game within like the first 20 minutes. Whereas in the movie, it takes its time. Yeah. And in the new remake, Nemesis is just there punching down Jill's door. Right. And in the games, when you saw Nemesis, you ran away. Exactly. Yeah. In the movie, Alice sees Nemesis and she jumps off a bridge to go punch him in the face. Because she's programmed to. Which makes no sense. Because, I mean, Nemesis is able to one-punch you and stomp your head in. Yeah. He, like, throws her against, like, a concrete brick Yeah, but wall. the way he throws her, though, yeah. it would not be the correct landing path for her to hit the yeah, wall like that. Exactly. The action in this movie just, was still shit. She just stood up after, like, it didn't happen. Action in the first movie was much better. Yeah. Which is... It was still bad, though. Yeah. Well, I remember... But it, was, it wasn't based off a Resident Evil game. The cameras were still more stationary than it, though. It's yeah. funny, too, because I remember the one of the few things I praised about the first one was that, like, the zombie acting was quite good. And in this, they're so goofy. Yeah. They're so silly. They're not scary at all. The first one, they were they were still pretty yeah. goofy, but this one, it's even worse. Yeah, it's so much worse. I don't get how that happens. I think it's because the first one, they were confined and it had a sense of claustrophobia to it yeah. whereas in this one it mo the action mostly takes place outside mm -hmm. where you can just weave between yeah, yeah, the sparse yeah. zombies and you just have like a straight line of zombies walking at the people shooting them with guns so they get to the junior high and they're like yo we're all gonna take a floor the news yeah. reporter it's like here take this gun Split i've never up. used this gun before 
It's easy. Just shoot it. Yeah, shoot him in the head. Which, if you actually watch this film, majority of people do not shoot the zombies in the head. Nope. Heart, for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, only Jill does it. Mercenaries and law enforcement are trained to aim for center mass. Yeah, so they're just... They are, yes, but at the same point, they would probably have the information of, hey, guess what? The heart's not doing it. Yeah. But the heart does do it in this movie. Yeah. Which is weird, because in the games, it doesn't. I mean, they're shooting it with, like, assault rifles. I don't think it does work when they shot them in the heart, because there was a it sniper... It, there was a sniper on the roof who shot Those him in the chest. Those zombies were knocked down and didn't get back up? Oh, yeah. And he had to take a second shot to hit him in the head. That was Nemi. No, that was right before Nemesis. No, he didn't try to shoot them in the head. He hit them in the heart, they went down. And then got back up, and then he got shot in the head. Did he he fired two shots at that one and one at the next one. The one behind LJ? Yeah. Ah. I miss LJ. LJ was fantastic. <laughs> the only uh, so they get there. The best shot of the movie was when they the zombie children, who we don't see again. No, they just disappear. Zombie children are very sneaky. Yeah, they go and eat the reporter, and then they drag her away, and then But the gone. best shot of the movie was when she dropped the camcorder, and you saw the children eating her yeah, through the camcorder. Yeah, that was really good. And then that they don't bring it up again. That one was the best one. It's funny, too, because they carry the camcorder around, and then yeah. they don't bring that up, but... Oh, no, they give it to Alice. Yeah. For a horror movie, that was probably one of the scarier scenes. Yeah. Just being mobbed by undead children. Yeah, but we don't see them again. Scene. The children are just gone. Yeah, then they just disappear. Uh, they had their next class. Yeah. Right? Apparently. Had to um, learn maths. They had their So then they go time. there, and there are dogs uh, Dogs in the, in the canine unit that they mm. come across in there. And they're, like, running in the kitchen. This is... What's her name? It's not Ashley. Angie. Jill. Angie, yes. Yeah, Angela. Girl. Angela and Jill are in the kitchen. She tries to grab a cleaver, breaks the zombie's neck. I'm like, cool. Well, at least you're smart enough. And then tries to get the knife, couldn't get the knife. Turns all the stoves on, lights a book of matches, tosses it behind her. The matches go out. Mysteriously. Right. No, she threw a book of matches, but she had only lit one match in the book of two. matches. Okay, she may have lit two matches in the book of matches. But if you are using... I don't want to tell people how to light gas on fire using a book of matches. <laughs> I am going to refrain from my next sentence. <clears throat> Children, don't listen now, but Ben has news for you. So, smoking is cool. Alice shows up with a cigarette. And just fucking throws it in there and it blows up. I'm like, this just proves the fact that Jill's incompetent and Alice is the only thing that's saving it. Uh, again, I put real Nemi would kill everyone because Nemesis shows up. Oh, easily. And he's like listening to the fucking, the, uh, Umbrella guys. I'm like, no, no. Nemi would kill the Umbrella guys. Yeah. One thing I've kind of noticed in a lot of these movies they wa- we've watched is that, like, games always have deliberate, like, power scaling with characters. Mm-hmm. And the these movies just throw all that out the window. That's all actually very the, all true. the time. Doesn't matter whether it's like Mario or Resident Evil zombies. Mm. Like, well, these tyrants are terrifying because they're almost mm. unstoppable. Correct. For the first three games of Resident Evil, the entire thing about the tyrants, specifically G virus tyrants, is that. They cannot be controlled. They are a weapon that you point in a direction mm-hmm. and you just let it go that way. Yeah. Oh, especially the G-Virus. In this, they got a computer in his brain. 
that yeah, tells that, them what to do. That wouldn't stop Nemesis because they're well, if they're mutating and they're mutating at yeah. such a fast rate, their brain cells would override whatever programming that they think that they have in there. Yeah, it was really disappointing. We were really disappointed when the, we watched. We saw the scene that introduces him where he kills the stars guys. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, are they doing him right? And then he, like, doesn't shoot the other guy. The civilian. Because he puts his guns down. And it's like, oh, okay, no, they didn't do it. They got yeah, so no. close. They did. They got so close and they chickened out. And see, that's the thing about the bioweapons is why they never really quite wanted to use them in the military because they don't stop. Yeah. They kill everything in its surroundings and then yeah. walks away. If you want yep. If you want a series that explores this idea much better... Watch The Expanse. Because that's a good show. I've heard that is. Yeah. And I've heard that it the does books that, are pretty good as it well. It does that exact trope, actually, of like a bio... Yeah. A uh, bio weapon, weapon that's just yeah, that's unstoppable and yeah. can't be controlled. It does it really well. So then eventually they get to the helicopter. They try to escape. Oh, no, Umbrella's there. All right. So as they're approaching the helicopter... Yeah. You walked away for this bit. I did. As... I did because I I was trying to fill up water yeah. for my pets. I zoned out for two seconds. He zoned so out. So Carlos, Angela, Jill, and LJ are approaching the helicopter. Yeah. And there is a sniper trained on Carlos from the, the uh, rooftop of one of the skyscrapers adjoining the helipad. Alice shows up beside the sniper of the buildings they're trying to infiltrate. No. She is on the roof. No. She kills the sniper. No. She sets up a, I want to say, repelling situation, but it's not. It's cobbled together. It is Tom Cruise running <laughs> down a building. Yeah. They wanted to do Mission Impossible. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, we come back to her running straight vertically down the side of, like, a very tall building. <laughs> yeah, that's when I tuned in, and I went, what the fuck is this? And then she magically takes out all the guards. Yeah, and doesn't die when she hits the ground. Yeah, yeah she kung fu's, like, 20 guards. Yeah. Everyone else decides, hey, let's get in this helicopter. This is still a Resident Evil <clears throat> fan fiction that somebody wrote yeah. for this wife, Okay. You cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah, she's got to be a Mary Sue. She has to be able to do everything without earning anything. My God, that's a trope I have not heard for a while. Oh, really? It's true. No, Mary Sue? Yeah. I mean, I know. Oh, it's one I haven't heard for a while. They, uh, get, they get to the helicopter. Oh, no, Alice, it's a trap. Alice gets tipped off because there's medical equipment in the back similar to the stuff she was hooked up to at the end of the last movie. Yeah. And that also Nemesis was hooked up to in the last movie. So here comes Nemesis, and she's like, oh shit. And then evil guy comes and goes, ah, you have fallen into my trap. So they have guns pointed at them. He's like, Alice, fight Nemesis. She's like, I don't want to fight Nemesis. He's like, okay, kills the guy, kills Ashford. Charles Ashford guns him down right there. Also looks, he's like, so... Who's next? She's like, fine, I'll go fight Nemesis. So they have a beat-off. He's like, Nemesis Please don't drop. say beat-off with Nemesis. <laughs> Drops primary weapons, and then they have a beat-off. And Mila Jovovich beats off Nemesis. She does, yes. Impales him hard. Well, yeah. one of the things and is... they fall in love. This is the biggest thing that I've seen in most movies in general, 
action movies is more jump cuts does not equal good fight sequence. Mm. No, there were way too many jump cuts. Like, for each punch that was thrown, they had about three different cameras on it, and you <laughs> would see all three yeah. shots yeah. Well, for each punch. You only just, have to record one punch, and then you just show it a few different times, and you save punch. so much money. Or you could have an actual, like, stringed, properly choreographed yeah. fight sequence. You could actually hire someone to choreograph it. That would be smart. But uh, first, Nemi breaks off uh, a rebar, stabs it through Alice's heart. Or no, he tries to do that. And then the yeah. other guy throws her katanas. And then she beats up Nemesis and pushes him and impales his heart. No, they were uh, not billy clubs. They were batons. thought it had a blade. No. They were just extendable p- batons. That is lame as hell. Um, she yeah, rebar that. versus batons. Who will win? <laughs> right? So they went from there, and so after Nemi's impaled, he gets his blue eye back, and Nemi is back to being <laughs> a good guy. And he so Alice is like, programming. I won't finish him. And so he's like, Nemi, finish her off. And Nemi... Round two of miniguns do not have that accurate of fire. <laughs> waste the uh, waste the uh, umbrella guy beside her. Waste the other umbrella guy. We're she picks up their right pistols. Yeah, standing right next to her, For about some reason. three feet away. And then she grabs a gun, starts firing umbrella ops, and then runs through the building. And this is part one of helicopters have bad aim. Bad helicopter aim is bad. Oh, are you talking about when she is running through a corridor as the helicopter is shooting the glass to her right? Yes. And then she walks into a room. Yes. Is surrounded by star or uh, umbrella operatives. Umbrella operatives drops the gun, catches gra- it, mid-air. grabs it in midair, and <laughs> shoots all three of them. Yeah, they would shoot her, waste her flat. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that so because cool. that brings me back to part two of they stole this from a video game. Yeah, a different one. Code Veronica. Oh. Really? This is Claire Redfield in yeah. Code Veronica. That is the opening scene of that one. Jeez. Of course, right after that one, she's captured by more operatives. Yep, sounds about right. Battle, then they get on their helicopter afterwards. Nemi gets... Crushed by another helicopter. Crushed by another helicopter <laughs> that he blows up. He blew it up saving Alice. He blew up one saving Alice. It crashed into the other one. The helicopter crashed into Nemesis. We don't see him dead, though. We just see him crushed under a helicopter. Yeah, he was just knocked out, taking and a power you, nap. If you've ever seen Nemesis, he survives that shit. Yeah, if you ever played the video games, he does not he's survive fine. a railgun or a nuke, though. No, he probably did not survive the nuke that happens right after their helicopter takes off. He survives in the next fucking movie. <laughs> you know, there's only one way to find out. I don't give a shit. So they escape on the helicopter, nukes are fired, then their helicopter goes down because yeah. they're too close to the nukes. And you think the movie's over. Alice I mean, gets impaled. And you wish it was over. Honestly, if the helicopter didn't go down, being that close to nuclear explosions yeah, going off. I was wondering about that too. In fact, it probably should have gone down a lot faster because yeah. those they all shock have waves. Now too. Okay, but I was I was just pissed that we're doing the same fucking bullshit that was in the first one that pissed me off so much. It's Amnesia Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and I hated it. So Alice is back in a back-to-tank, and they're like, Sir, she's showing signs of life. And I eject her. And they go, she's like, 
I know. She's Kung looking Fu. at the no. She's looking at the clipboard. He's like, "Yes, this clipboard. is Ken Kyle." <laughs> yeah. Actually, it this is right. So th- I just learned about this. This is also a trope. Mm. Um, it's called um, "Born Sexy Yesterday" or something like that. I watched what? a YouTube video about it. It's a trope where there's like a a a woman character who has amnesia or something. Yeah, and acts like a child even though she's like this very hot lady or something like that and the men around her all take advantage of her because she doesn't know anything and that and then it's in a lot of movies it's in a lot of movies i was about to say casca and then i'm like wait a minute no casca is actually probably a a good version of that oh so like big yeah Yeah, actually yeah it's in a lot of things um yeah, and then she starts beating the shit out of all the guards, and he gets tased, and then she throws the taser back into the guy's head, and it tases him. I'm like, tasers don't work like that. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, if there's one thing you can take away from this, yeah. she doesn't have amnesia. But she's got superpowers no. now. Yeah, and then she was looking through the cameras, and mind exploded somebody, and yeah. you're like... How the fuck are you doing that? Not even Wesker could yeah. do that. They didn't even set up that, like psychic powers were much of a thing she is well i said she's psychic nobody has ever been psychic like to that extent in resident evil silent hill yes yeah but nobody's ever really been psychic in resident evil i can't think of an example no they've all had like super speed super strength regenerative powers physical abilities physical abilities the closest thing to psychic abilities would be Resident Evil 7 with the mold. But that's once she once yeah, uh, the little girl infects somebody with a mold, then they become whatever she wants, but that's more mind work. Yeah, they that's not her psychic. Thrall. Yeah. They're she's pretty much you're the dad, you're the grandpa, and overrides their um mental state. But she she's not psychic though. Because they're still infected by the mold. No, they so have more still of a high mentality. Yeah. It, there's mm. never been outright espers. That's more Silent Hill. Yeah, no. Hive mentality is a thing in the Resident Evil universe. Psychic powers are not. No, psychic powers have never been a part of it. Uh, not even Wesker had psychic powers. He did spend years brainwashing Jill, but that's a different story. Yeah. No, do not tell me they do... Yo, no. No Alice gets out to the courtyard. You motherfuckers. Alice gets out to the courtyard and... Oh, I also said, what is this? Elfin lied with her psychic powers? Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Deep cut. Have you ever seen that? No. That's an old anime where the first episode was fucked. Uh, This girl pretty much escapes with psychic powers. We don't know how, but she literally cuts people in half. And uses a pen to like murder them, explodes their heads in a bunch yeah. of shit. It's oh, so it's like Guardians show. of the Galaxy. Worse. Way, way, more. way more graphic. And then the rest of the show is pretty boring. Just watch the first episode, and that's all you. Need. Yeah, pretty much. So she gets outside, and tons of guns trained on her, and oh no, umbrella cars show up. We have level six security clearance. They're driven by Carlos and LJ. And Jill. That was LJ? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he cleans up good, right? Jesus, fuck. I didn't know that was LJ. He I thought he had that. dreads. Okay, Carlos looks good in a suit. Yeah. LJ 
looks very official in body armor. Yeah. And Jill, I think she just stayed in the car. Yeah. Wearing her leather. No, she came out. Okay. Wearing her leather. She looked a lot like Trinity. Angela stayed in the car. Yeah, why the hell did they bring the kid with them? I don't know. And then they fucking went out the door and the guy, the one researcher's like, let them go. Yeah. Activate program Alice. The fuck is program Alice? They put the computer in her brain. Honestly, that was in probably Nemesis. just a tracking chip. Probably. No, it activated like a sleeper agent thing. Probably just a tracking yeah, chip. Just tracking. Jesus fuck. However, when he does that, I counted and they raised... The barricades that were at the entrance of the facility. Carlos looks back from the front seat, and so does LJ. And they're checking on Alice. It took them 15 seconds to stop looking into the back seat, look forward, and drive away. How fucking suspect would that be if you're one of the guards working that... Just fucking drive away. Just working that freaking checkpoint. Somebody stops... Looks in the back. You open the checkpoint. They're just having a conversation, looking concerned. They look back forward. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they got, drive. <laughs> they got permission to go though. But I also found that scene very silly because, like, a minute prior to this, there was like a montage of news stuff again, yeah. and there was literally a shot where the news reporter was like, "These two people are super wanted." And it's oh yeah, Jill the police want Carlos. Okay, but my thing is again, why would... Carlos cleans up real good. Why did the police want to question them though? Well, that was because of the cover-up. But there are no police there, yeah. though. No, so... My turn, or is my this read the government that, trying to pull shit now? Yeah, so that was part of the... Because there was the cover-up that a nuke, the, they nuked the city, but yeah. it was actually... But the, it was the, the government power that fucking nuked that the city. Off. Yeah, but... So I, my read of that was that they... Like, Umbrella wants them because they escaped, but they're in the... In the news, they're dressing it up like, oh, the police want to talk to them about the, the nuclear explosion. Yes. In the movie, Umbrella nuked the city, not the government. Yeah. Mm. Fuck that. Because there's, co- there's no distinction. There's no, no distinction between a government and an Umbrella Corporation. They're the same thing in the movies. And they covered they're it up as a, nu- as a failure of the nuclear power plant. Yeah. yeah but I, Which that, was that... the cover-up for what the hive was, I guess, or something? No, like the that? hive wasn't even covered up. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just secret. But I mean, one thing is is that uh, the government actually did use a nuclear plant to kind of cover it up mm-hmm. in the games. Right. That was the yeah, government because they would have a wide, much wider reaching call. And Umbrella does not have a fucking satellite. <laughs> they do now. No, they fucking do. They not. own everything. Fuck that. They uh, own please. the solar system. They are the world's most. Everything company. Yeah, fuck. they're like they were what Luigi Mario nemesis. is to Mario. Mario <laughs> Umbrella is to the world. Just buy dildos and then he is their everything. Up with it. Do not buy an umbrella dildo. It'll infect you with seven different flavors. <laughs> everything you buy is an umbrella Jesus dildo. Fuck. I oh man, it was it was the most accurate movie. Of the Resident Evil ones so, so far. far. Yeah. And that is why it's the most boring movie of the yeah. Resident Evil movies so well, far. The things that the were, action was dog shit. It felt like the things yep. that were uh, like actual calls of the game, most of it, there were a few cool moments, but most of it felt like empty pandering. Because they, they probably got the reaction from the first movie that it, it didn't adapt the games enough, so they're like, okay, let's just 
Well, put a bunch of details on a dartboard, and we'll just. throw I would it say it was empty those. pandering because they didn't follow the characters' true nature exactly. that well. Yeah, exactly. They didn't follow Nemesis of point by a weapon in direction and go. Yeah, like they put Jill in the movie to please the fans, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They didn't have allow Jill point. to do anything. Yeah, they, they there was no room for Jill to be Jill. No, there, so really there was wasn't. no point in her being in the movie other than the fact that she looks like Jill. It just. And you recognize her. Really pisses me off. This this whole fucking train wreck of a series. <laughs> it really does feel like this is the adaptation of a fan sir or a fan, fan fiction? fiction. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like they didn't actually play the game. Someone this just is my OC like Alice. <laughs> my OC Alice. My resident Paul W S Anderson. <laughs> Jill Jill gets locked up in the church, and then there's three liquors, and she doesn't know what to yeah. do. So then we're going to have Alice crash through the stained glass window because that's fancy and cool. Knock her motorbike into one of them, blow it up with a vertical shot. And then, yeah, no, it honestly sounds like a fucking fan fiction. I can't wait till our next movie. Is it worse? Oh, you. Jesus, fuck. It's going to piss me off even more. This movie has inspired me to rewrite my favorite video game with a self-insert character. (laughs) So I'm pleased to announce I will be directing the Mass Effect movie starring <laughs> Kyle Shepard, the super powerful biotic adept who just who just kills the Reapers. Why didn't Shepard think of that? Just just kill the Reapers. And you know, then, we're real popular now. You have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you realize then you're going to make one of the Shepherds look useless because you're their brother. Exactly. You're their cooler, better, exactly. stronger brother. You can bench press 500 pounds. Yeah. And I will actually bang Garrus. I'm like a <laughs> coward. So you're you're saying that this will be played by the Dwayne the Rock Johnson as you? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's gonna be your fucking head cannon. All right, yeah. Ben. Do you have anything more to add? Oh, I got so much more to add. Oh Jesus! First of all, fucking smoking movie. is cool, kids. Everyone in this movie just smokes, but you never actually see them taking a drag from a cigarette. You yeah, just see them just holding it and exhaling smoke. So don't smoke cigarettes. Just exhale the smoke. That's how you do it. That's what's cool. Who all smoked? Jill smoked. They all smoked. Jill Alice smoked. Thing. Jill's never smoked. Yeah. I saw Alice smoke. She I, did in the movie, yeah. I think... Pay, oh, Charles mm. was smoking the entire time he was on the phone with both teams. True. Uh, the big bad evil German guy. He was smoking. Uh, I want to say Peyton was as well. Yeah, they, I think they all smoked when they were like hiding in the bus or whatever. So this many was people sponsored were by smoking. Marlboro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you could tell that this movie was made in the two thousands via yeah, their high tech te- consumer products, being a Discman and a BlackBerry. Yeah. Oh God, was there actually a BlackBerry? There was a BlackBerry. I missed that that is what got called when uh, Charles was calling the mercenary group that's true wow. i didn't know what kind of phone it was but i saw his phone oh i recognized it as blackberry <laughs> fuck that's had one of the clickety clack keyboards on it uh-huh um it occurred to me that uh charles ashford never learned any of the names of the people he had saving no. his daughter nope all he referred to that mass was the woman put the woman back on the phone <laughs> yep yikes thank you daughter he didn't even call a daughter by the name. He said, thank you, daughter. Put he, the woman back on the phone. So he that's did call her Angie when he saw her in person. Ooh. Yeah. But still, the rest of the time he referred to her as my daughter or the daughter. There is a point in the movie 
where Alice has to relocate a dislocated finger, and she makes it look incredibly painful. Pop. I can tell you it's more annoying than painful. It's not that bad. What if you dislocated your fucking finger? I was playing football. Dove okay, on a ball. That, that sounds about yeah. right. It okay. looked like the Z piece in Tetris. So I just put it back. <laughs> Compared to being thrown into a wall by Nemesis. No, that was when she that's fell down the garbage chute. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, the kitchen scene was definitely stolen from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. And there were obviously Mila Jovovich's boobies. Yep. Always got to be Mila yeah. Jovovich's boobies. They were kind of gross boobies, though, so <laughs> it's fine. Shh, that's his wife. He had to showcase her beautiful boobies at some point. Yeah, loves to be cocked. Oh, you didn't have quotes from Tristan from the movie? No, not on this one. Most of your quotes were just guttural growls and what the fuck. Yeah, (laughs) that's fucking true. This one wasn't quite as outrageous as I expected. The first one really pissed me off. The first one was much more entertaining. Yeah. This one is kind of just boring. Yeah, they didn't let Jill be Jill. Nemesis was not Nemesis. There's also a yeah. yeah, there's also a point in the movie where they just... It's just not... It just isn't a zombie movie anymore. They no. just forget about them. And That's it's... Basically. The biggest thing is that there was the big horror aspect that you usually get. Yeah. There were a few cool horror scenes, but mm-hmm. beyond that, it was... Like, okay. In the school, boring. they walk into the cafeteria, and Angela just is all like... I don't want to go in there. They're in there. And Jill's all like, oh, don't worry. They're fine. They're slow. Referring to the zombies. And she's like, no, yeah, not those. Not... Those. <laughs> and she points at the dogs. And Jill's all like, oh, shit. Yeah. An actual threat. Yeah. Zombies were a non-threat in this movie. Yeah. No, they really weren't. Especially when she was able to snap their neck that easily. Yeah. That close. So, Ben. There have been eight main Resident Evil games. What do you rate this movie out of eight? First one was better. I give this one a four. Resident Evil four, okay, four out of eight. Kyle, I give it a tube top. You give it a tube top yeah. out of eight. A tube top out of eight. Tube top out of eight. I give it a Resident Evil Revelations. Which one's that? The fucking shitty spinoff for the 3DS <laughs> that nobody liked. That's kind of my sentiments about this game. I kind of want to purge oh, my memory. With Resident Evil 2 Remake, and I'd even take the Resident Evil 3 Remake over this game, which I was not... It was alright. You gotta play it was short. Forzone now, isn't it? Don't give Paul Anderson any ideas about what movies to remake from Resident Evil, or else none. you're getting a revelation. He is getting <laughs> fucking none. His license has been revoked, that's why they tried to make that shitty reboot. And they kind of did the shitty animations as well. But those were better than this. Mm-hmm. Except for the reboot. The reboot was fucking awful. Fuck that live action reboot. That pisses me off. We'll get there. No, we will not fucking get there. We'll get there. I will die before we get there. Kyle? We'll get there. We'll get there. Fuck off, both of you. <laughs> we'll watch the animated ones, too. The animated ones are alright. Yeah, they're alright. Like, we'll get there. They're not fantastic, but they're mm-hmm. not the worst, and they don't assassinate the characters, so... It just makes no logical sense on the timeline. And you know what? We'll probably never see a 7 or an 8 movie. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Just remember, nothing is impossible. Jesus, fuck. (laughs) Improbable, maybe. You walked into that one. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate you. 
so much. Uh, bringing it back to Mario. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'd much rather watch the Mario Bros. movie than this shit. Okay, bye. Ben's like, bye. That should be arranged. <laughs> Anyways, thank you everybody for listening. Have a good one. Hi, this is Kyle from the podcast that you're listening to right now. I've got an ad for you from me for a book that I wrote. It's called Alloy Cooperative by K.J. Noakes. It's about a labor union strike at a fantasy blacksmith. That's really all you need to know because it's just a novella and it's nice and short and sweet. And you can find the ebook copy on all the usual suspects, so Amazon, Kobo, Smashwords, that sort of thing. But the physical copies are a little bit different and special because I make them myself using sustainable materials. So they're printed on sugarcane paper and bound in a hemp paper cover. So you can only get those at my website at kjnokes.com. That's K-J-N-O-A-K-E-S dot com. Check it out.